and welcome to Open Door Missions Coffee with Candace podcast. This podcast shares updates on Open Door Missions ministry and engages in topics and events surrounding those experiencing hunger, homelessness, and poverty. I'm Open Door Missions Kristen with our president and CEO of Open Door Mission, Candace Gregory. Hi, Kristen. Episode three. Yay! <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit more about Open Door Mission for those who aren't familiar with us. Sure. Open Door Mission is a gospel rescue mission. We are located in Omaha, Nebraska. We serve actually Omaha, surrounding areas, southwest Iowa. We actually are embarking on 70 years, November 1st, 2024. Wow. And it's going to be a fabulous year of celebration. On our campus, we offer 917 safe shelter beds to people experiencing homelessness. We serve over 4,747 nutritious meals to feed the hungry through all of our food programs and provide homeless prevention resources to more than a thousand people living in poverty to empower them to remain in their own homes. We actually offer 40 programs for free to the community Mm -hmm. through the generosity and compassion of the community. Yeah, it's so amazing. Well, thank you to everyone who checked out our first two episodes and all your positive feedback. A great way to support the show is by leaving a five star rating. One, two, three, four, five. We hope you feel that way about it. And please share this with your friends. And we'd also love to hear from you if you have any questions for Candice. You can just leave a comment here at the podcast or you can send us an email to odm at opendoormission.org. Well, on the show today, we're going to be sharing with you the impact you had on kids experiencing homelessness this summer. They had quite a summer, so we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about upcoming events and urgent needs. And later, we're going to hear a story of hope from Sarah, a new life recovery program graduate. So as the kids are heading back to school, we just want to take time to say thank you to everyone who supported our Camp Plus Care program. Candice, can you share um, some of the highlights of what the, the children got to do this summer? Sure. And I want to emphasize the care part. Kristen, because a lot of people ask us, and it means that we're able to provide for the whole family. So yes, our children are having this fabulous summer, but moms and and dads are able to maybe go to GED or go to a 12-step meeting. They're able to go out and look for housing and employment. They're able to join one of our life-changing programs and not have the burden or the stress that my children are in a safe place. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much. The other part is that our children get to be kids. And I think that's amazing. Um, Yes, we partner with the Boys and Girls Club for half of the day. So our kids got to go and have some structure at the campus over in in Carter Lake. And they got to actually go canoeing, uh, have swim lessons. They had arts and crafts. They had uh, big recreational games to use their big motor skills, which is important because it burns off energy. Um, And then on our part, we were able to do a Bible story and music and art therapy and animal therapy. And our kids got to go on fabulous field trips. You know, the trampoline house, they got to go to the safari park, the zoo. Um, They actually are getting to go uh, to to actually Mahoney State Park as one of their field trips. They got to go to Amazing Pizza Machine. And some of these experiences for our children are first, but they're lasting memories. So I just want to say thank you for allowing our children who have experienced trauma in their lives, even before becoming 
and experiencing homelessness, that they get to just be a child for a moment and create memories that are long lasting. At the same time, they did tutoring, which is very important to us Mm -hmm. here at the Open Door Mission. And we were able to help many of our children get caught up in their academics so they can start off really on the right foot with their peers this year. Well, one of the things I like about working at Open Door Mission is when there's a need, it's all staff helping out, you know, and so staff from our building got to go over and help with the kids in the mornings. And Mm. for me, I just loved I loved doing that. I had a chance to go uh, on a couple of those field trips. We went to the oh. we went to the public library for one of yes. the field trips. I love reading, and so I loved mm-hmm. them experiencing that, and also learning how to check out books and things like that. It's a great, yeah, you know, it's a great skill set that you know we just take for granted mm-hmm. that everyone knows how to ride the bus to get where if you don't have a car, or that you know how to right. get a, a, a library card. And then we went to um, Urban Air, the the trampoline. Park. Oh, you did, and. Um, one little girl in particular, um, I remember she was doing, it's where they harness you up and you're going on those really tall things and the rock climbing too. But she looked at me and she said, I'm so happy. And it it was like, I almost I almost cried right there. Right in I front bet of you her. did cry. I, you're a okay, crier. I am. But I didn't do it in front of her. I didn't, I didn't want to embarrass her, but she probably wouldn't know why I was crying. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we see them during such challenging times. Mm-hmm. And to hear this child who is experiencing homelessness and going through trauma right now to be on this field trip and say, I'm so happy. Yes. Oh. It just makes your heart happy. It's it so much does. deeper than that. It gives me um, goosebumps. Yeah. So another uh, big program we have as we started school off was our Adopt-A-Student program. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? You know, how exciting that every one of our school-aged children were able to receive a new book bag. And inside the book bag were underwear and socks, clothing, shoes. So they actually have new clothes to wear when they go back to school. And, you know, with some of our... Uh, Uh, sponsors have been doing this for so long and they know our story. We even had um, one of our very special friends, Keith, who actually donated uh, 30 gift cards that we could use for kids who... um, came in maybe after the cutoff date yeah. because I know for you and your team, you have to get everybody names and sizes and colors and favorite characters and so that they can get out and get shopping. Yeah. But then who plans to be homeless? No one. And so when that actually the sponsors stop being matched up, we have about a two week period where we still have kids coming in. And I think this year there was 10. Mm -hmm. And so my family got to take those gift cards and actually take them and go and buy the right sizes, the right colors, um, the right character. A lot, two girls, they love Frozen, one like the Little Mermaid. And I was able to find not only like Little Mermaid and Frozen clothes, but they had these little $5.99 watches. They were so darling. And so just being able to um, have those gift cards to buy for those children Mm -hmm. so that they too could start school in a right way. So super excited because our kids go all over Omaha and uh, Council Bluffs and some have already started. And so they've all gotten to put on those new book bags in schools. I love seeing them with those brand new things because think about a lot of times they've never had something brand new or something that was just their own that they didn't Mm -hmm. have to share with a sibling. Yeah. It's always Mm hand-me-downs. It's always gently used. And we don't mind that for every day, even ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, going back on your first day, there's just something about that. 
it's exciting, but a little nerve wracking too, especially when you're experiencing homelessness. Mm-hmm. So this just gives them them and their families just one less thing to worry about. Absolutely. And I know a lot of people are thinking, Candace, where do the children go to school? Well, we match them up to the school that they were in prior to becoming homeless. We have a fabulous partnership with, with our Title I and Omaha Public School, and they're able to have unmarked vans pick up our children to go to school. And so it's just amazing that we can get them back with their their peers and with their teacher. And then we have Daniel Anderson, our assistant director at Liddy House, contacts each of those schools and talks to them about a, a learning plan or an individual education plan for that child. And then our tutoring team takes mm-hmm. over and they start to work with the kids when they return from school after school, Monday through Friday. And so it really is a continuum of care around that child yeah. um, to help them excel in their academics. Because it, it really is a struggle for them as they're going mm-hmm. through this trauma and some of them have to repeat a grade. And so nine times out of 10. Yes. Yes. And just a shout out to Daniel. He did such an amazing job with the kids during summer camp, kind of in charge of all of that. With last minute notice. With last minute notice. And And he has such patience with them. mm -hmm. He's just just amazing what he did with them this summer. And all year long, you'll hear about this more in our podcast, but uh, once Labor Day hits, Kristen, our our programs for our children, you start up with Daniel, our baby buddy program, our kids explore, our teen scene, our reading rainbow. So you can find out more of how to volunteer with our kids. Well, we also recently hosted a celebration carnival for the community. This was something new this year. Um, Instead of having a, a our, like our donors come out for a carnival, we decided, hey, let's have this carnival for people in the community who need it. So tell us uh, why you wanted to do this. Well, you know, for years we did a back to school bash and we did thousands of book bags and school supplies. But, you know, when you had Obamacare and a number of government programs step up to offer school supplies in the school system, and then we just had a number of nonprofits and churches that rose up and started doing programs, we thought, gosh, we need to do something different because we don't need to keep repeating things when there's so much need. And we know with the food insecurity issue in our community, as well as as knowing that, you know, if our children experiencing homelessness need a new set of clothes to go back to school in, probably those living from paycheck to paycheck are having the same experience. So our team is embarking on this huge brand new event, uh, Celebration Carnival. We had carnival games so that the children would actually receive a carnival bag with little treats and they get to play four games and choose. We actually had 21 carnival games to choose from. Wow. And of course, the cotton candy, the popcorn, the snow cones, and then a picnic style with, you know, because a carnival is a picnic, right? And so hot dogs and chips and water and soda. But the best part was um, that they got to choose brand new clothes. We have brand new clothes um, that we were able to establish that looks like a Wally World or a Target and new underwear, new socks, and new school supplies. So um, they actually got to go into our shop as a family and choose items. Um, yeah. for their children. So a really great empowering opportunity. Mm-hmm. So yes, a carnival, but really empowering parents to have the things that they need for their children. And also clothes for teens, which I think is important to bring up because a lot of times with these back mm-hmm. to school um, drives and things that people do that's in the true. community, they focus most, mostly on the little and kids. And stops at six. Yeah. And that's a lot of the Christmas programs and Easter programs. Right. And, and we really wanted to serve the whole family. Mm-hmm. And so we have sizes ranging from really small to plus size. 
So we really are so excited that we can actually serve the whole family through this program. And we don't know if we'll be doing it again, um, <laughs> but uh, we survived and uh, onward and upward. And you forgot to mention the most important booth, the photo booth. That's where I was working with all the props and taking pictures and having a good time. Absolutely. <laughs> Even though it was hot. Well, earlier this month was American Family Day. So we highlighted Patricia and her family in our prayer guide. When Patricia's husband left her, she suddenly, had to provide for her three kids on her own. Life as a single mother was hard. And when one of her kids began to experience significant behavioral changes, the weight of her situation became too much to bear. And that is what led her to seek help at Open Door Missions Lydia House. So tell us what it's like for a family when they first arrive here at our doors. You know, individuals and families, um, the reasons why they're homeless are as diverse as the people themselves. And absolutely, it's not on their bucket list to come through our door, whether you're a man, woman, or a family. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when you come through the door, we want to meet your basic needs first. So it's really like triage. You know, the first 72 hours, we're just getting you settled so that you are in a stable environment. Mm-hmm. For some, it means they haven't slept for days. They've made it been outside, couch surfing, sleeping in a car, maybe a tent. And so sleep is not overrated. Yeah. And so we want to get people rest. We also want to make sure that they have really nutritious meals. Oftentimes they're dehydrated, so we have to get them hydrated. Uh, we want to make sure that they start eating some of those healthy meals. And uh, we want to make sure that they have you know, clean clothes and they have a shower, access to a shower. Want to get them over to the clinic, our free health and healing clinic, so that they can have a physical. Maybe they haven't been on their medications for a period of time. Maybe they have lacerations or sunburn that needs to look be looked at. But that first 72 hours is really a time of stabilization. And then they have the opportunity to meet with a case manager. I shouldn't say opportunity because everyone's assigned a case manager. <laughs> and so uh, that case manager is going to introduce you to life-changing programs. Uh, we use strength-based case management. So we're looking at what are your goals, Kristen, yeah. so that we can support you in those goals. A lot of times, uh, right away, it's about education or housing or a job. Nobody really wants to talk about the trauma. But as you build a relationship and a trust, it starts to come out. And then you start to look at some of the other life-changing programs we have to offer. And I know we'll probably start talking about this more in the future with how we're expanding our mental health um, area, but the fact that we even offer art therapy and animal therapy, it's a a great way to deal with some of the trauma without really having to talk about it, right? Absolutely. And, you know, I'm learning so much through this because um, Janelle, our behavioral health director, is explaining to me how much can be seen and understood by someone's drawing. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing what's coming out in art therapy from our children and our adults uh, when she asks them to draw a simple picture of a family or a house. Yes. Um, I had a chance to be in the art studio this week with some of our team, and we were drawing. And that's when she started saying what some of the stuff meant. And I'm like, oh, can you look at mine? What does this mean? I'm happy to say it was all healthy. So, whew. Yes. Yes. <laughs> who, who knew you could tell it so much by how, what people draw or amazing, how they draw? Amazing. Amazing. So how can people be praying for families at Lydia House? You know, I think every time that you are able to sit down to a meal around the table with your family and friends and loved ones, I hope that you'll be reminded that you are blessed and that you are grateful and that that would remind you to think of those that do not have food to eat and that you could pray for them. 
and uh, that we at the Open Door Mission would have enough means to provide for everyone so we can set another mm-hmm. plate at the table. I hope when you tuck yourself into bed and whether it be really, really hot or really, really cold, that you're grateful that you have a place to sleep and that you're thankful that the Open Door Mission has beds to provide for those that have not. And then, you know, I hope that as you are replacing your summer and spring wardrobe with fall and winter, that you'll think about the Open Door Mission and um, those items that you no longer need, that we could put them in the hands of people that are truly in need. Well, here at Open Door Mission, we do have a street ministry team that goes out weekly with food and supplies to people currently living on the streets. Um, What do you hope to accomplish with our street ministry? My hope is that we would meet basic needs of people that are on the streets, but also that we would be a bridge to resources and that we would be a, an, a change agent for relationships and in a lucid moment that they would remember us and maybe seek us out, um, that we might bring hope to those that are hopeless. Um, many of those that are living on our streets, um, in encampments, uh, in the abandoned buildings, in the alleys. Um, are absolutely struggling with mental health challenges and physical health challenges. It's typically not your person that's um, panhandling. Um, We really are going to those that nobody else is seeing. And I'd ask that you would pray for us. Uh, We go out on water patrol uh, anytime it's triple digit weather. Which we recently did have Yes, to do. yes. And it is just um, overwhelming to me, the people running up to the van, just begging for water. And you would think our Gatorade was gold. Um, and I just think that it's just for me, just a reminder of how blessed I am. And for by the grace of God, there go I. Um, but uh, we just hope to love our neighbor mm-hmm. better than anyone else. I think... The biggest surprise to a lot of people are uh, extreme weather, right? When it's hot or cold, but the the hot can be just as dangerous, if not more so, that people aren't just jumping in the van and letting us take them to shelter. Yeah, there's Uh, so much fear. There's so many reasons why. Fear and um, so much fear, so so much um, hesitation, um, so much psychosis um, that they cannot physically make themselves do it. Mm-mm. No. So just a big shout out to uh, Christina and our entire street ministry team who just love on them, mm-hmm. who pray with them and for them. Absolutely. And just build that relationship and trust with them. Mm-hmm. And then we hope that one day they will want to come seek shelter here. And we see it. We see it happen every day. The people that walk inside the door and we're so glad they're here. Well, food insecurity continues to be one of the biggest issues many in our community continue to face. And we've seen a bigger need this year and costs are up. So what can people do to help um, as we're kind of closing the summer season and getting Absolutely. ready for the holidays? Well, seasons change, but hunger remains. And Hunger Heroes has been a huge blessing to our organization. It has empowered people from the comfort of their home, their office, from their pews. And uh, we've had people cl- do collections um, online virtually. We've had people gather things in their garages, um, in their cul-de-sacs, in their homeowners association. It's been really amazing to see the unique 
ways that people have come alongside the Open Door Mission. If you are looking for a way to make a difference, we have our urgent needs listed on our Amazon wish list. And uh, we're going to switch to holidays here really mm-hmm. quick. But you could be uh, just make a really big last push for us for Hunger Heroes and uh, help us with that. And what are some volunteer opportunities that we currently have on our campus? Well, we would love to have you help us get ready for fall. We are going to be taking all of those summer clothes, all those tank tops off, and we have to replace them with long sleeve and sweaters. And, you know, it's not that we don't have the products. They're in a box and we just don't have the manpower to get them out Mm -hmm. onto the shelves and stock those. So sorting, organizing and stocking those shelves will be huge coming up here in the next two months as we get ready for the season change. You can go to our website, opendoormission.org. You can get signed up on under volunteer opportunities uh, to help make a difference. It takes just a couple hours a month to make a huge impact. Well, we have a big event coming up on September 17th. It's backed by popular demand, our ladle of love sponsored by Thrasher Foundation Repair. For anyone who hasn't gone before, can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. Interesting. I was in Upstream Brewing downtown meeting a colleague for lunch. And there's the ladle on the wall. They do have good soup. (laughs) Yeah, they had won twice. We have a bronze, silver, gold ladle of love. And, you know, it's interesting whenever I go to a restaurant and I see people who've participated like Casio's, Olive Garden's, Fernando's, and they're proudly displayed because it's people choice. I mean, the people who come, they vote for the top soup. And so, and then you get to have that ladle. So, um, but it's a family friendly event. It has returned due to popular request. And, you know, we're post COVID now and people kept saying, when is it coming back? That's how much it's loved. But you can warm your hearts and stomachs with delicious soups provided by top area chefs. Enjoy face painting for the children and balloon animals and an opportunity to take a tour. And uh, of course, vote for your favorite soup of the day. That's the hard choice, though. Yes, mm. it is. It'll be fun. It will be. And you can visit opendoormission.org and buy your tickets now. Yep. Yep. Get them now, opendoormission.org. Well, one thing we love to share at Open Door Mission are those stories of hope, where we hear from someone who has been through our New Life Recovery Program. Last month, we had that powerful testimony from our own Chef Ken, who, by the way, recently got back from that trip with his boys. They got rained on. <laughs> but they did enjoy <laughs> fishing and having fun together. And today we're going to be talking with Sarah, who graduated from our New Life Recovery Program. Thanks for being here, Sarah. Thanks for inviting me. I'm happy to be here. Well, let's talk about before you got to Open Door Mission and what kind of led you here. So I've been homeless for the past three years, and I've been staying with my family off and on, um, different family members. And it got to the point where I was staying with one of my aunties, and uh, my son was found outside by himself. And so the police were called and he ended up getting taken away from us. Now, did you ever struggle with any sort of addiction prior to that? Yes, actually, um, I, I was uh, I started weed whenever I was 13. I started drinking alcohol when I was 14 and I didn't really start doing meth until I turned 18. But as soon as I started doing meth, you know, kind of just went downhill Um started losing myself spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. And it just got to the point where I had to get my son taken away to open my eyes that I needed to get my life together. So tell me, had you ever heard of Lydia House or Open Door Mission prior to coming here? Yes, I have. Um, My sister-in-law, who is my 
son's foster mom as well uh she's been in the open door mission you know she whenever she got out of prison she came straight to open door mission and she told me that ever since she came here you know they really help you out as far as like getting back on your feet and you know getting sober and having a supportive community that is sober and um so like she told me that it would be a good idea to be here and we did try coming here back in like 2000 2020 21 um but we never ended up coming and so it took us to get our child taken away took me to get my child taken away to decide to come here and my social worker said it'd be a good idea to come here in order you know it'd be be great yeah for getting my son back and so I did stop by here and um figure you know seeing what it would be like if I did come here and they said that I'd have frequent visits with my son and that's really what made me decide to come here is because I'd be able to see my son more than just once a month back because I'm I'm from Kansas and he's be living in here in Omaha with his auntie which is my sister-in-law and so it would just been easier just to be here in Omaha. Mm-hmm. So what was it like when you first got here? Did you join the program right away, our new life recovery program? Yes, ma'am. When I got here, I got here in October 31st and I told them that I was, I came here to start the program and, and so it didn't take me but a few days to start the program that next week. And so once I started the program, that's kind of when everything started, you know, lifting up for me. So, okay, let's go back to when you're first here, you're just entering the program. Was it overwhelming at all or what were you feeling at that time? Yes, it was very overwhelming um, being in a new state, away from home, not having my kid. It was hard. Yeah, um, but I knew I was in a good place, you know. Um, I mean, I was here to do good and that things were going to be okay because, you know, my son, he's taken care of. Yeah. Um and I really didn't have anything to worry about as long as I kept my head up and, you know, um, focused on the goal, which is getting my son back. Yeah. And I know everything's going to be OK. How long do you do you feel like you were in the program before it started clicking for you and you started really feeling like a change in you? Um, I think it took about the first month um, whenever the first promotion happened. You know, I kind of felt accomplished that I was actually doing something for myself um, to to better myself. And, you know, you got to put yourself first to be able to, you know, do the things you want and love, especially taking care of your children. And so um, once I promoted, you know, I felt like it's going to be okay. You know, I'm doing it and, you know, things are just getting better and better from here. And I really had some good classmates, some good teachers, and, you know, it made me enjoy getting up every day to go to the classes. And Any particular teachers? <laughs> I'm, I, I'm one of her, I was one of her teachers. That's what Yeah, okay. well, it's ba- okay. you don't have to say my class. No, Boundaries was one of my favorites. <laughs> Boundaries, Fresh Start, Group Therapy, uh, Individual Therapy. Um, there are so art many. Art Therapy. Yes. Yeah, so all there's, there's a lot of things that I didn't realize to, like, especially the fresh start, you have to forgive. And so there's a lot of things that I didn't know that I wanted to forgive and forget because, you know, it's still weighs heavy on my heart. But going through a couple of those classes, you know, it kind of like lifted, lifted some weight off my shoulders. And so I felt better. Don't you feel like, okay, we always, we talk about forgiveness a lot here, mm-hmm. but don't you feel like the hardest person to forgive is yourself? Yes. It took me a long time to forgive myself for letting what happened happen, but everything happens for a reason. And it was just like an eye opener. Like, you know, the Lord was telling me I need to get my stuff together. You know, I need to take care of my kids because 
not only did I get my son taken away, but I I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. I found out I was um, seven weeks pregnant with my second child. So like it really it hit me. You know, I really need to get my stuff together because both I'm gonna have two kids now, and mm-hmm. they they need a mom. Mm-hmm. All right. So as you're working your way through the program, what are the what are the things that you liked about? It? I know you said you liked the classes, but what was it like as far as having support here? Um, well, there's a lot of people that helps you hold yourself accountable, you know, like there's AA meetings and A meetings and, you know, you ha- it's like a you have to go to class. But, um, you know, you got your, you know, pe- your peers and the staff there are really helpful and they support you and they just give you some good some good motivation. And so, like, it's just a good environment to be around. And that's what made me motivated to go to class every day because everything was just good. Well, I feel like especially in particular your class, um, you guys had a really kind of strong knit group. Mm-hmm. And I think when you have that with your peers, you guys are all going through a really challenging time together and you can really lean on each other and support each other. And yeah. that helps, right? You don't feel alone. Yeah. Because when you first got here, you know, you just moved here and you felt mm-hmm. pretty alone and overwhelmed. Yeah. And I didn't then to know have anybody. that peer support and people you might be friends with for life. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did make some lifelong friends. And to this day, I still talk to a couple of them. And um, it's just really good to have people here, especially when I don't know anybody here. Mm-hmm. So like it just it's comforting for me. But um, I'm a homebody, though. I don't like to go anywhere. So <laughs> it's OK if I don't have any friends. <laughs> no, it's not OK. <laughs> We're your support. Um, so tell us about graduation. What was that like for you getting up in front of the group and, and sharing your story? Well, it was nerve wracking. I'm not a very good public speaker. Oh, but, you say that, but you are. You're a very good public speaker. I did better than I thought I would. You know, I thought I was going to ball my eyes out the whole time and I didn't, which w- made me feel better because I was able to speak my speech clearly. And mm-hmm. I worked hard on my speech because, you know, I just I, I came a long way within that four and five months, you know, like yeah. just just that little bit of time. I changed a lot. You know, I found myself spiritually. I started having more faith and praying a lot more. And that's a big thing for me because. Yeah. I started to lose myself, and I think that's another reason why the Lord kind of, you know, made the things happen the way they did. You know, I was starting to doubt myself and starting to forget that there is a God. And so I think that's why I had to find my way here and, you know, get closer to God and so I can find myself again. And know that he never left you, even the times where you felt alone, and that he's your strength now, right, and provides that Yes. That peace. Yes. Now that I'm, you know, where I'm at, I am stronger um, spiritually. You know, I don't, if I have any worries or stress, I, I stress about it then and there, but then I let it go because I put it in God's hands, yeah. you know, because he has my back. No matter what, everything will be okay. And whatever happens, happens, you know, he has a plan. So you were living here when you had your second baby. Yes. Yes, I did. And um, that was another little boy, right? Yes. I got two boys. Um, I had them at the end of my uh, last phase of the program Mm -hmm. in advanced. Um, I had them on February 28th. And then after I had them, I got back to the Lydia house and then we promoted again. And so I I promoted out of the program. I was done with my classes. And so I'm kind of glad that. But you still showed up so I could see the baby. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> to class. <laughs> yes. I did miss going to classes, though, because it gives you not only does it give you stuff to do all day, but, it, you know, just I don't know. For me, it made me feel good to be, you know, go to class and see people that I enjoy being around. Mm-hmm. 
So where are things now? You graduate the program. What did you decide to do after that? Well, after I graduated the program, I started working here at the Open Door Mission at the Lydia House as a family support worker. Uh, I worked the day shift, and ever since I started working here, you know, I'm glad I made that decision because I really, really love working here. I love the different programs they have around here. Like, you know, Open Door Mission does a lot for you here. And as a staff member, to be able to help out and contribute to that makes me feel really good and important. And then I also like making... Uh, helping other people make them feel safe too because I was at that point you know you know what they're going through Mm -hmm. and who could talk to them better than you do you feel like you're really making a difference over there yeah I do especially like whenever I do intakes and people come in and they're like just so you could just see that they're so hurt and you know just scared lost or whatever you know I just like to I just like that feeling of being able to make them feel comfortable, like they're safe and, you know, just give them like some food or some clothes, you know, and it, then they, they feel okay at that point. Yeah. And then yeah. we can work with them on getting their, their lives back together because yeah. they are going through such a challenging time. And a lot of them come to us feeling hopeless. Mm-hmm. Would you feel, do you feel like that's how you came? Here? Yeah, I did. I, I was scared. I felt, I felt like if I didn't, I, I was scared to fail, you know, um, I kind of was just going out on a limb, you know, trusting and hoping that this was the right decision. And it really was because now now that I got a job, um, I was recently able to get my own apartment. Um, This is the first apartment I've ever had and worked for by myself. And so it's a really big accomplishment for me. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I got a three bedroom. So both my boys have their own room. I got my own room and it's really comfortable there too because there's like, it's secure. You know, you have Mm -hmm. to have a key card to get in and use the elevator. So I I like the feeling of like, nobody's going to be able to come interrupt my space. Just be safe. Yeah. And and also just to know that you're using your life to make a difference um, in the name of Jesus. You know, Mm -hmm. you're helping people and... um, Here's where I try not to get super emotional, but you know, like I just, I'm so proud of you. And so what does the future look like for you? You're working on steps, right? Still. Mm -hmm. And yes, well, I, I recently haven't been able to go any meetings and it's just cause transportation wise, but I've recently been able to test for my license again. So once I get my license, my next goal is to get a vehicle so I can be able to hold myself more accountable to go to AA meetings and NA meetings. Cause I still have triggers, you know, I Mm -hmm. still have cravings and that's something that I don't like to have so like and I, I feel like going to meetings will be able to help me out more and just be open about that and get through those you know yeah and having that vehicle is life-changing too yes. right for your whole family mm-hmm. i'll be able to you know transport us anywhere and have to without having to rely on anybody you know and, and it'd be my first car too my first car that i worked on for myself so there's a lot of firsts for me yeah and i'm just very thankful and happy to be here and be able to take care of myself and my own now we um, we of course love our donors, people who um, give money, host drives for us, and volunteer on campus, because they make all of this possible. Yes, they do for people to change their lives. People just like you, Sarah, and that we get to see every day. It's is, is there anything you want to say to our donors? Yes, um, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. You know, we wouldn't have no food, we wouldn't have no clothes, shoes, or anything. You know, it's it's you guys that helps us out and you know feed us and clothe us and give us a place to stay. And you know, that's it's a blessing. And I just thank you. So, if anyone um, is out there still struggling mm-hmm. in their addiction or or out living on the streets, what message would you have for them? I just say keep your head up and it just takes one step to um, have a better life. 
You know, it's hard to take that that one step. Yeah. It's a big step. But once you take it and once you follow it, you'll you'll be okay. Sarah, I'm so proud of you. Thanks. You're going to do amazing things. You already are. Yes. But congratulations on all that you've done and su- succeeded in in this just in a short amount of time. I yes. just see such beautiful things for you in the future. Thank you. Sarah not only changed her life, but she is changing the lives of our whole family, breaking the cycle. This always goes by so fast, Candace. I cannot believe it. And that's why people keep saying, are you going to do more? And we are, but just what? give us time to get our other uh, channels. We're right. getting on our Apple and our YouTube. And once Pretty you get that done. Be everywhere. And uh, it won't be every week, though. Now, I know you keep sending me uh, your comments at Open Door Mission. Uh, no, ODM at opendoormission.org. And Dorothy, thank you so much for your comments this past uh, time, but we won't be able to do it every week, but maybe every other week. Let's just, let's just get our feet under us, Candace. There we go. <laughs> no, I Number three. It. I love doing it. Uh, thank you so much uh, for all your support of Coffee with Candace. Again, ODM at opendoormission.org if you have any comments or questions for Candace. Thank you for joining us today for Coffee with Candace. We hope you learned something, felt inspired. I know I did. Thank you, Sarah. And know how much we appreciate you, our donors, supporters, and volunteers. We can't do what we do without you. You can keep up on the latest happenings at Open Door Mission by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and also join our e-news list. You can sign up for that on our website, opendoormission.org. And we love your five-star rating, Kristen. See you next month.